Hi, I'm Jane Garvey. And I'm Fee Glover. Off Air with Jane and Fee is going live. We are taking to the stage at the amazing Crucible Theatre in Sheffield on Friday the 31st of May. It'll be a night full of surprises. We'll have a special guest, we'll involve you in the audience and we'll embarrass ourselves. You really won't want to miss it. Well, the surprises, we don't yet know what's in it, so it genuinely is a night of surprises. Well, you've surprised me already. Uh, it's not just us. Our live show is part of an exciting new podcast festival called Cross wires which is taking place in some really amazing venues across sheffield from the 31st of may to the 2nd of june so other podcasters that you'll be able to see include katie price Catherine ryan romash ranganathan and the original adam buxton but there's also a whole host of free fringe events family shows surprise acts and after parties that jane and i haven't yet been invited to I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Head to crosswires.live for tickets and more information. This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 19th of April. I'm Steve Forbes. And I'm Emily Ferrier. Russia is accused of starting the second phase of its offensive in Ukraine. Russians probably won't try a ground attack, but they want to show that they can inflict um, suffering and terror uh, more or less at at will. And the president is clinging on to power in crisis-hit Sri Lanka. We have a country here very much on on the edge. Um, Colombo and Sri Lanka has been gripped by hundreds of protests over the last week. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We begin again in Ukraine, where President Volodymyr Zelensky has said Russia has now started the Battle of the Donbass. In another video address, Zelensky says a significant part of the entire Russian army is now concentrated on this offensive in the east of the country. Ukraine also says a Russian missile attack has killed seven people in the western city of Lviv. Among the victims were the first civilian casualties in the city, which is around 40 miles from the Polish border. Times of London reporter Asgold Krushelniski spoke to Times Radio from Lviv. The Russians probably won't try a ground attack um, anywhere in western Ukraine, um, but they want to show that they can inflict um, suffering and terror uh, more or less at, at, at will. President Zelensky has also said that no matter how many Russian soldiers are brought to Ukraine, the people will fight and defend themselves. Pavlo Kukta is Ukraine's former acting minister for economy, trade and agriculture. He's told Times Radio what morale is like amongst Ukrainians. The people are motivated. They understand what they're dealing with. And after the atrocities we've seen, like the ones in Bucha, the ones in Kiev region where Ukrainian forces have liberated, of the towns that were previously occupied by Russia. They have clearly shown to everyone what exactly the Ukrainian army, and I have to add international volunteers because I've seen quite a few Brits and Americans there, what what these people are fighting for. Volodymyr Zelensky has also called the submission of Ukraine's questionnaire to the European Union a historic event and an integral part of Ukraine's strategic vision. The prospect of a ceasefire in Ukraine has been described as not on the horizon by a United Nations official who visited the Russian foreign minister last week. Martin Griffiths, the Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs and Emergency Relief Coordinator for the United Nations, has told Times Radio how likely a pause in the fighting is. They're not on the horizon right now, but they may be in a couple of weeks. They may be a little bit longer than that. I'm 
absolutely sure that it's only on the basis of some minimum confidence building that might come out of those talks that you will see the the beginning of the Russian Federation turning its turning its eyes on potential ceasefires. In Mariupol, around 1,000 civilians are hiding in underground shelters beneath a steel plant, according to the city's council. They say Russia has been dropping bombs on the factory. The deputy prime minister of Ukraine has asked for a humanitarian corridor out of the city for civilians. To Sri Lanka, where the president has appointed a new cabinet amidst calls for his resignation. The South Asian nation is grappling with its worst economic crisis since it claimed independence in 1948. The healthcare system is bordering on a collapse, while food and fuel prices are going through the roof, and regular power cuts last half a day or more. Even the stock exchange has been suspended for a week. Joe Wallen is the India and Global Health Security correspondent for The Telegraph and has been in Sri Lanka reporting on the crisis. He told Times Radio that the situation in Sri Lanka is dire. We have a country here very much on on the edge. Um, Colombo and Sri Lanka has been gripped by hundreds of protests over the last week, um, and now we're seeing that you know this is impacting people's living living standards. You know the costs of, of vegetables have uh, increased by fivefold since the start of the year. The increase the price of rice has increased by thirty percent. Simply, people don't have enough to eat. Wallen says the crisis could be traced back to some ill-advised decisions made back in 2019. The brother of, of the current president, Gotabaya Rajapaksa, introduced a series of, of unadvisable tax cuts, which have since led Sri Lanka kind of burning through its remaining foreign exchange reserves. Now, we've seen a couple of other factors as well that, that have worsened the situation. So the COVID-19 pandemic means there's been a huge drop in, in tourism revenue, for example. But the country simply cannot afford to import food. It cannot afford to import medicines. On Saturday, tens of thousands of Sri Lankans took to the streets of Colombo in the largest protest to date. With demonstrators refusing to vacate the streets and Gotabaya Rajapaksha remaining steadfast, there are growing fears of violent conflict. The Sri Lankan military has already been deployed onto the streets by Mr. Rajapaksha to keep the peace. On the way... Heartbreak for Cristiano Ronaldo and 2022's fourth spacewalk. Times of London Daily World Briefing. Israel has carried out a number of airstrikes in Gaza in response to a rocket fired by Palestine. Although nobody has claimed responsibility for the rocket, Israel warplanes struck a number of sites, including a Hamas weapons factory. However, no injuries have been reported. This was the first incident of its kind in months, after tensions over a Flashpoint Jerusalem shrine drew angry pro-Palestinian rhetoric from Jordan and US mediation efforts. Al-Aqsa has seen confrontations between Palestinian stonethrowers and Israeli riot police since Friday, recalling violence that fanned a Gaza war one year ago. During the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, Palestinians have accused Israel of encroaching at Al-Aqsa, which is said to be the third holiest site in Islam. Israel has responded that Palestinian protesters seek to disrupt Muslim prayer for political ends and prevent Jewish visitors as they celebrate Passover. After 14 months of enforcing the need for face coverings on public transportation, the U.S. has decided to end its mask mandate, 
This comes after a federal judge in Florida ruled on Monday that the mandate was unlawful. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that the ruling was disappointing and that information related to the order would continue to be reviewed. The CDC continues recommending wearing a mask in public transit. Uh, as you know, this just came out this afternoon. So right now, the Department of Homeland Security, uh, who would be implementing, and the CDC are reviewing the decision. And of course, the Department of Justice uh, would make any determinations about litigation. In the hours that followed the announcement, all major airline carriers and train providers aligned their restrictions with the new ruling, effective immediately. It was only last week that the U.S. health officials extended the mandate for travelers on planes, trains, taxis, or rideshares to wear masks, citing that the recent rise of COVID-19 cases caused by the airborne coronavirus needed to be assessed. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the results for this year's Boston Marathon, here's John Jackson. Kenya were victorious in both the men's and women's race at this year's Boston Marathon. Evans Chibet fought off the challenge of two former champions to take the men's title, and Olympic champion Perez Gipchirchir crossed the line first in the women's race. Chibet came fourth in last year's London Marathon, with this victory his maiden title at marathon distance. While he won by a gap of over 30 seconds, it was a lot closer for Gipchirchir. She fought right to the end to come home ahead of Ethiopia's Annabelle Yeshena by four seconds. American Daniel Romanchuk won the men's wheelchair title for a second time, and Swiss Manuela Shah won the women's wheelchair crown. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment. It's an incredibly sad time for the world's most followed man, Cristiano Ronaldo. The Manchester United and Portugal star announced on Monday that he and his partner, Georgina Rodriguez, had lost one of their newborn babies. The couple were expecting twins, and in a statement published on Instagram, they said that it was only the birth of their baby girl that gave them strength to live this moment with some hope and happiness. Clubs and players from the sporting world have shared their condolences on social media. The pair had announced their pregnancy in October. Ronaldo already has four children, including one with Rodriguez, his daughter Alana Martina, who was born in 2017. And finally... Give a hand to the fourth spacewalk in 2022. On Monday, two Russian cosmonauts ventured outside of the International Space Station to give the station an arm. The seven-hour excursion by engineers Oleg Artemyev and Denis Matviev of Roskomos ended in success as they installed a control panel that would give a 37-foot-long robotic arm to Norka, Russia's primary laboratory on the space station. The Russian cosmonauts will be completing an additional spacewalk to get the arm up and running. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Tuesday the 19th of April. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.